Well, let's not forget that uh, if you're looking for any kind of uh, suggestions and updates later on in the show this evening, you can anticipate that uh, my money and me, Sumitra Naidu, will be speaking to Tsungai Masandeke, uh, talking about the topic about building your credit record, especially in light of any poor financial decisions that you might have taken in the past um, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, maybe extending your credit and overdraft, taking a personal loan. There's always some help that we can share with you there. So do keep listening because uh, after Sutu uh, and of course her phenomenal nominal conversation taking place on her birthday you can also listen to Sumitra Naidu on My Money and Me discussing how to build a solid credit record with Tsungai Masendeke well, let's not forget that Alan Gray helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Today is Alan Gray Day here on Kaya Biz. And as we always do, we seek to uh, receive some uh, suggestions, some knowledge and expand our view in terms of uh, navigating the investment world a lot easier. Now, it's a year since the official lockdown was announced. And that also came with a significant sell-off that took place in the global market space. Equities, stocks share prices. That's traditionally what we refer to it as really knocked uh, the bottom in terms of uh, the market performance, not only in South Africa, but globally. And that might have caused a lot of panic for some investors who just are not able to weather the risk that comes with investing in equities. So for many of us, you might actually want to explore a new alternative or understand how your behavior might influence um, a, a different investment strategy that you can implement. We are joined on the line by Tim Ecker. He's a portfolio manager at Alan Gray to help us understand um, how one can actually invest in a low equity fund um, and that how that could actually be better for you instead of timing the market volatility and trying to uh, manage your behavior, manage the, the investment outcomes and of course the returns that you earned. But uh, to help us understand this, Tim, welcome to Kaya Biz. Great to have you. Hi, good evening, Gugu. Evening, listeners. Thank you so much for your time today. And I think for a lot of us, it's certainly been one rocky ride in the last year, right? Looking at our pension fund statements, looking at our investment um, um, statements as well. Um, it certainly does show us how things have changed from the crash we witnessed in March 2020 and where we are now. What's your view on where things currently are in the local and global equity space? Definitely. Last year, the, the JSE crashed by about a third. Um, in March and April of last year. And since then, the JSE is actually up about 75%. So it's actually higher today than it was before the crash. And I think if you told someone that a year ago, they probably wouldn't have believed you. So so where, where do we think we're going from here? Uh, we, we think the local market and local shares are, are relatively cheap, not extremely cheap, but they, we, we're definitely still finding some value. So especially things like banks, for example, uh, the mining companies, it, it's a bit trickier. It depends on your view on the commodity prices. Very true. And we talk about these on a day-to-day basis when we talk about the market performance and how that's um, 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 been. But give us an understanding as well if this is a similar kind of uh, move that we're seeing on the offshore space um, or, or any specific sectors. I recall there was a time when we said, what, lockdown or COVID stocks um, were actually performing well? Yeah, yeah. So it's been different things have been in and out of favor over the last years. Everyone's trying to predict what's going to happen with lockdown and COVID. But similar to SA, most offshore markets had a very big drop last year and then a very strong recovery over the last kind of six to, to nine months. The The difference is, I think that before the crash, the JSE was not expensive. We, we probably thought it was reasonably cheap and, and the same is true today. 
where in contrast with that, a lot of offshore markets, and I'm thinking particularly of the U.S., the United States, looked quite expensive before COVID. Mm. And today they're even more expensive with valuations actually now pretty much at the record highs or very close to record highs. So we're finding way less opportunities in the U.S., for example, than we are in South Africa. Sure. That's quite interesting because I think a lot of us actually reacted emotionally, right? Uh, when it came to the market performance, you, we saw the markets crash, our hearts bled and we thought, my goodness, I'm losing all this money. I, I better cut my losses now. But that actually comes with uh, some, some challenges. So I guess my question to you is uh, for investors who might have been burnt uh, and actually prefer to have a completely different investment strategy, what opportunities or what alternatives are there in terms of not putting too many of their eggs within the equity space? Yes, it's, it's very natural for investors to feel cautious about investing in the market. And, and the last year has shown us it can be quite a roller coaster ride. Um, so many of us you know, might have lost money last year or maybe you've lost money in the past. And, and sometimes it feels safer to just put your money in a savings account or in a money market or you know, some kind of cash. And, and, and that feels like a much safer option for a lot of people. But I think what we should realize is that that also has risks. So not only do you miss out on the potential returns you could be earning in the market, mm. but there's also the risk of inflation. So for example, you know, if you're getting four or five percent interest on your cash in the savings account and inflation is also four or five percent, then then actually you're going nowhere, right? And and after tax you might even be going backwards. So so people should keep in mind this risk of inflation. Um, when they decide if they want to be in the market or if they want to be in cash. Mm, very interesting point that you mentioned there because it almost seems that one needs to have a thorough understanding of the asset class that they're investing in, cash, property, equities or uh, others, uh, and, and that should actually lead the direction of their decision. How, how should one actually approach it? Understand the, the asset class or base it fundamentally on your behavior and, and your risk appetite? Yeah, so for most people, probably some kind of a mix is right between different asset classes. Mm -hmm. And within that mix, um, I would say you definitely need to own some amount of shares. So so equities, you know, it's just another way of saying shares. So for some people, they might want to say, you know, that's a bit too risky for me or the stock market is too volatile. So I don't feel comfortable with putting all my money in the market. Um, but at the same time, I realize I can't just be in cash because, you know, what about inflation and all these things? Um, so for people like that, a, a good solution could be to just own a little bit of shares. So, you know, you have funds like the Allen Gray Stable Fund, which is called the low equity fund, mm-hmm. um, which basically just means it owns some shares, but it also owns some cash and some bonds. So, for example, the Allen Gray Stable Fund can have a maximum of 40% in shares and the rest will be in cash and bonds. So those cash and bonds pay you interest, which moves out your return. And then the share portion of the portfolio gives you kind of the bulk of your, your uh, investment returns. What kind of investor would this typically speak to? So, so it could be different people. Um, so it, it might be someone who's just risk averse, who, who says they don't want to have this volatility of being in the market or maybe, you know, someone who's investing not for the very long run. So maybe they're investing for two or three years to save for a down payment on a house or for studies. 
uh, or it could even be someone in retirement who, who you know wants to have some exposure to shares but not too much because they don't want to risk you know their their nested egg mm. uh, or maybe even someone who's investing for the first time in the market so you know generally I, I guess we could group all of these to slightly more conservative investors mm-hmm. uh, who don't want all this volatility um, but again they realize they want to own some shares so they can own so they can share in the long-term benefit of, of owning shares because we know shares are the best performing asset class in the long run yes. although they are more volatile um, and then the other benefit I guess of, of such a low equity strategy like like for example the Allen Gray stable fund is is you have less risk of losing money in any given year because you have this cushion of the cash and the bonds mm-hmm. um, which balance out the volatility of the share portion makes a lot of sense managing the, our, our emotions and reactions and our, 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 our risk in terms of the fear associated. Some of us like the uh, roller coaster rides up and down, the speeds and the slowdown and other people just prefer something that's smooth and consistent and calm like driving at 60 on the highway I guess, right? Uh, um, but I'm also quite keen to hear from you in terms of uh, this um, low equity strategy, how to approach it because some investors might have the mindset that it's, it's convenient for a certain period of time and might want to chop in and out of the strategy um, and implement a different strategy when equities are up. So how does that then speak to how we actually need to approach the time of our investment in a low equity strategy? Yeah, so, so it would depend on, on an investor's own situation. So, so of course, what you could do is you could say, you know, I, I want to change my amount of exposure to shares based on whether I think the market is cheap or whether I think it's expensive. So, you know, if you think the market's cheap, you could increase your equity weight. So that, that, that sounds like a good idea in theory, but the, the problem is in practice, it's really hard to do. Because uh, like you just said, we, you know, we get emotional and when the world is looking quite dark, like it did last year, uh, you know, people tend to get overly depressed. So if you were trying to time the market, you know, what, what a lot of people ended up doing last year is they actually ended up taking money out of the market at the exact worst time, you know, when the market was at the bottom. Um, so that's always a danger with trying to play around with these things too much. So, so for most people in most scenarios, it makes more sense to just stick with the allocation that, that makes sense for you for the long run. Um, so if you are, you know, a young person and you, you're happy with the roller coaster ride, that might mean that you have way more of your money in shares. Or if you're a slightly more conservative person and you don't want this roller coaster and the volatility, that might mean just stick with the low equity thing, like for example the stable fund or you know something that looks similar to that, and just just stick with that through the ups and downs and don't fiddle around with it too much. Mm-hmm. Very valid points that you make there. I think quite a bit for us to learn and we'll certainly follow through with those suggestions that you've shared with us uh, in terms of monitoring um, um, not only your own behavior, but also understanding um, your approach to uh, investing. Thank you so much for your time this evening, Tim. We appreciate your uh, feedback. That's Tim Acker, Portfolio Manager at Alan Gray, helping us understand how one can invest in a low equity strategy. And there are products, there are tools, there are um, investment accounts that one can make use of, um, which uh, essentially just take away some of the heart palpitations that might be associated with the markets going extremely down or shooting up uh, and that impacting your risk. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider.